It really does actually sound like a dolphin. Okay, we're still live. We're still live. We're still live. Welcome back, Devil Team Fam. Coming down right now. How how are we doing today? I almost said it, but she always says it, so it sounded weird the second I started um, it. Anyways, welcome back. We're recording on a Sunday, which is very unusual for us, but we brought back our beloved and my pers- my favorite person to hug, Nicoletta Heidegger. From Sluts and Scholars. From Sluts and Scholars or Therapy with Nicoletta. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to be back. And we're going to have this, I think, on my show too. So, Oh, oh yes. yeah. Do you want to oh, do, yeah, yeah. yeah. do your intro? No, I'll do mine later. Are you, no, 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 do it now. Do it now. No, I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Fine, okay. fine, fine. Gotcha. Yeah. So and today I was informed that we're going to be doing free therapy. Free therapy. <laughs> yes. So I told Nico I really just scheduled this um, as a as a form to have a, three, a free therapy session with her. But I will pay your retainer at the end if, if needed, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're working up a credit. I'll send the invoice <laughs> Perfect. at the end of the month. Thank you. I'll see if my insurance covers it. <laughs> oh, wait, I left my job. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, I was telling you before, it's so funny because because I'm a therapist, like when my friends or colleagues or whomever like invite me on the podcast, like there's a lot of, you know, I'm a sex therapist too, but I find that people, once they know you're a therapist, like mm-hmm. they start asking therapy questions. <laughs> And so I end up being like the person on the podcast who makes all of my hosts like think too much or cry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm fun too, guys. Like, you know, we can talk about sex, but um, that'll be my goal. See well, if we I'm can down make to do today. both. Yeah, I'm down to do both. <laughs> I'm down to cry. I need a good cry probably, actually. That's why I really like, I love my my therapist friends, but I always feel bad like when I hang out with you or when I hang out with our other friend, Hannah, who's a therapist, because I'm just there like, Actually, I have questions. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll see my other therapist next week. We were I'm actually happy, at, happy to be there for it. We were actually at brunch this morning, and uh, our friend that we were having a conversation with, he asked a question, and I was like, "Not even my therapist has gotten this far. How did you figure it out?" Oh, I was I like, know. "Oh my god, what yeah. was the question about? Um, what part of our identity is attached to?" No, our- no, no, no. He was like, "What about abandonment scares you? Like, what part of your identity does it challenge?" Whoa. And I was like, shit. I, I sat there for a moment and I was like, this is going to unlock a whole new. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to to report back because I'm like, I got to think about this. I got to journal about this. I got to ask my therapist about this, see what she thinks, because I don't know. Yeah, it sounds deep. It Are is you, deep. I'm seeing Melinda this week. We have a shared a shared therapy person. Yes. She's great. Yes. So <laughs> Nico recommended to me. Oh, my, is it OK if we call you Nico? Yeah. OK. Recommended to me my uh, my current somatic therapist so we share a therapist actually full circle i think we talked about somatic therapy last time i was on the podcast yeah so yeah you're yeah, such yeah. a good girl you did your homework oh, thank you thanks mom. oh, oh. <laughs> the way she you're said a good that. girl too i was like oh my god i am <laughs> okay so today we wanted to talk about and actually this this subject has been coming up a lot for me too so i'm really excited to dig in we're gonna talk about fantasy and you're actually, I was going to say, you're the one person that's made me feel a lot more comfortable with like exploring my fantasies recently. Every time yeah. I'm like, no, you no, I should Yeah, you and Adej. I'm like, every time I'm like, no, no, I shouldn't think about this. And I'm like, you know what? Nico said it's okay. And just to like, let it be. And I was like, okay. And then I go with it and I'm like, oh, this is hot. So Ooh. yeah. Should we go around and say our like current fan, like Yes. Okay. Fantasies? So everyone, three fantasies go around the room. I think you're going to be really surprised by mine. And this is why I wanted to get into it because they surprised me too. Okay. Who wants to start? I'll start. No, okay. you start. Okay. Okay. Well, 
people who listen to my show are not going to be surprised by this one because I feel like everything is about aliens all the time. <laughs> so, well, luckily, because I'm a sex therapist, I feel like I've been able to like have a lot of my actual fantasies happen in real life, which yeah. is really fucking cool. And um, and the ones that I don't want to happen that are just my fantasies, I get to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Right. But the ones that I actually want to act on, I've been able to do a lot of them as they pop up. Nice. Um and the ones that I like haven't been able to do are ones that like maybe can't necessarily happen, which maybe maybe they can aliens. Um, <laughs> but it's like Soon enough. <laughs> anything around aliens, vampires, ghosts, okay, like otherworldly entities. And so I had a friend who actually helped me kind of get to the bottom of like why this is a fantasy that I like. And it's not because of the tentacles. Um, so some people who like aliens are into like the tentacle porn. Like they like. The, and are you into that? I, I'm not not into it, but it's not really like my shtick. It's not really my thing. So when you think about alien sex, what what excites you about it? Um, it's the same thing as the, the vampires and the ghosts. It's like that I'm the special chosen girl. right yes that I'm the most special girl in the world that gets to be chosen by this like superhuman entity that doesn't have like human issues and I'm obviously the best and out of all the humans they were like she's the hottest and the best and the smartest and all the things I love this and so I'm the most special and then they you know take me with them wherever there's a whole like trope of mm-hmm. fantasy fiction about this keep going oh send me more <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah it's it's about like the specialness i think there's this like kink in the being special the chosen yeah the chosen one. and especially like since you practice non-monogamy and you're kind of very open about like you know i i know you and your partner are, are have more of a hierarchical like primary kind of situation but you're still like non-monogamous or open um, if that's how you want to identify, I don't know what terms you use, but like, you know, monogamish, so like, monogamish. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it's like you're, you're chosen, but not necessarily, but it's still open enough to where like, you know, there's, there's still other people in the mix. And so I feel like, you know, for a lot of, at least for me, you know, I have definitely found myself like wanting that kind of like chosen aspect as well, because I have that like kind of open laissez faire. Mm. I don't know if you relate to that at all, but like for me, that's, like, I love the idea of someone, like, being obsessed with only me, but then I'm like, right. that's too much. But then it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I think, I want to hear y'all's fantasies, too, but, like, I think this brings up a good point, is that, like, we don't always want our fantasies to be reality. Exactly. And yeah. I think they can shed light on things that we're working on. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I like when people get curious about their fantasies, but I think we have to, like, be cautious of getting into, like, well, why are you into that? Right. Because then it has this judgment of like if you work on it enough or that there's like something wrong with you. And if you figure it out, then you're not going to like this thing anymore, Mm. which is like totally okay to like. And I think it can be helpful to like be curious about where that comes from to like shed light on your shadow self. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, when I'm practicing non-monogamy, I know I can't be everyone's or not even non-monogamy, just with friends, with career, with whatever. I know I can't be the most special person to everyone all Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. And there's like a dark part there that I get to kind of like look at and unravel and be like, what? is what the fuck's going on here like Mm -hmm. what trauma yeah and and not that fantasies are always rooted in trauma but i do think a lot of us like eroticize our struggles because it's a way to find a corrective experience to be healing yeah and so i feel like if i can sort of make that interest or that fantasy 
something that can be healing for me, I'm able to almost practice a little bit of like sex magic, so to speak, to like feel special and feel confident in my fantasy life mm -hmm. that hopefully will then get translated to the rest of my life. This is why I love having you on the exactly. <laughs> like, I, I wish I, I wish I could have you as my therapist, but like, I know it's a conflict of interest, but I'm well, like, you, you, all, you get to have me as your free I know, friend. But you're like so amazing. And there I'm needs just to like, be a word for that. Like friend, friendipist. Friend, that sounds friendipist. Friend <laughs> <laughs> Write in and tell us your best word for a free therapist. That's your friend that friend. you can't actually hire. I friendipist, but we could, we could explore some. Yeah. That okay. one sucks. Wait. So are your three fantasies, all three, in all aliens? three aliens. Okay. The <laughs> aliens, the aliens, vampires and ghosts. Okay. Vampires. I love being bit so like that would be oh the biting too oh, oh yeah. my god that'd be a huge well, yeah because with otherworldly entities comes otherworldly sex right yeah like oh, they've yeah. got the key to some funky shit that yeah. like and no one here knows vampires how. have the strength that right mental so energetic like, and the strength yeah yeah so my favorite books when i was you know a lot more into reading with fantasy fiction i love 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 vampire anything vampire uh -huh. like whether it was reverse harem or just like an urban fantasy or a high fantasy but anything that included vampires i was just all over vampires and werewolves and i just you know like the high speed the did biting. you watch true blood I, no i didn't actually. we watched vampire diaries and um what was the other one okay well vampire diaries great classic yeah wait yeah. wait stefan or damon yeah uh oh damon 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 <laughs> Yeah. Wait, okay, so what are your fantasies? Okay, so here are okay, here are the three of the current fantasies I've had in like the recent or the recent past, I guess. One I got my therapist face on, I'm like, mm -hmm. Yeah. So one, I nodding. I fantasize a lot about um having sex with my ex's best friend. Oh. oh okay nice <laughs> the second one i fantasize about my uh boyfriend getting me pregnant interesting third i fantasize about having three dudes that just absolutely fucking worship me and only date me and we just have like this unit uh-huh i don't know nice and they just like follow me around and they're like my three little harem dudes okay so before we like unpack the curiosity can we just be like that sounds hot that's yeah. valid. It? that's great i and, love it you know especially with the last one with the three dudes i think that definitely comes from me reading reverse harem and just having like this fantasy yeah because sometimes i mean sometimes there isn't a why you're just like i fucking like it it yeah, would feel exactly. good yeah. fucking I like it i fucking I, like it i don't I have a reason for liking knife play okay i just like it <laughs> i read so many books where it was reverse harem books where it's just like the the heroine and her harem of dudes and it just sounded so nice and loving and supportive and i love the way they all made her feel so fucking special and that's what so it's back That's to the special. <laughs> it, is, it goes back to the special. Yeah, it does. Do you want me to unpack the fantasy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yes. the first the it. first one, you said your ex is best, best friend. friend. Best friend. How do you feel about your ex? I miss him. You miss him. How do you feel about his new partner? I don't know if he has a new partner. Oh, who did you say? His, your his, ex is? My ex's best friend. His oh, best your friend. ex's best friend. Okay, yeah. what was your relationship with this person? So I, and I had like a... I don't know, like we kind of like flirted in person a few times mm -hmm. and I just always found him really hot. 
And so like, I and would your ex have been okay with you hooking up with his best friend? Oh, probably not. <laughs> okay. So, so there's like a taboo. taboo. I was going to say it's the taboo. <laughs> a threesome with them would have been hot. I think if they were both, I can't imagine it. your ex doing a threesome. Exactly. That's so yeah. do you think you act, if you had the opportunity, would you actually do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's the thing too, is like when I work with clients, it's figuring out, is this something you actually want to act on? Right. Is this something that like feels like such a desire that you need to act on it? And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people like connote fantasy with behavior. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who have fantasies that they never want to act on, whether they're like not yeah. legal or harmful or whatever, or, or you just don't actually want them to happen because you're like, oh, it's probably not going to be the same yeah. Yeah. as it is in my head. And well, so if you decide you want to do the fantasy, some of it is like being a little realistic about some things. Right. And let, yeah, and let, uh, on that note, let me backtrack. I would do it, except the only thing is, like, for example, with my ex, we just, especially kind of towards the end of our relationship and throughout a good chunk of it, we did not have the best sex life. So when I, would I, would I do it? Yeah, I would do it just to try it. And when I say- But when you fantasize, you think of when it was better, probably. Exactly. Yeah. And when I say I miss my ex, I really miss, like, the friendship there more than anything. I'm not- sexually attracted to him anymore mm -hmm. but like i still like i mean i fantasize about his friend so but i that fantasy kind of after a while i was just like you know i i let it go in my head for a little bit and then i was like okay i'm good and then i kind of released it after a little bit but yeah well that's what can happen sometimes i think a lot of people worry that if you fantasize about it that it's gonna like make it worse but i think sometimes it can like release it if it's something you decide not to do because you're like I get to kind of orchestrate this in my head I forgot what author it was but there was a quote that was like fantasy is the original theater of the mind and so you get to like have this experience yeah. in your head you get to control it you get to have it be however you want it to be you get to do it over as many times as you want you get to feel how you want to feel like it can be very corrective and you're in charge Exactly. So it can be whatever you want. And then in reality, it might not be that, right? You might be like, oh, this is the shitty sex we had at the end of our relationship and why we broke up. But in yeah. your mind, it exactly. be whatever in you want. In my mind, it's like, it's, it's good again. In mm -hmm. my mind, it's good again. Yeah. You know, the thing about releasing, it reminds me of, I, when I hired this artist to commission a piece of my boobs like years ago. Nice. And um, I... <sighs> This man was so fucking hot. I fantasized so hard about him. He lives in Germany. I never met him. And we only talked on FaceTime once whenever like the painting delivered. Otherwise, the rest of it was just like messaging back and forth. Yeah. Beautiful human being. One night it got like really spicy and I, he like sent me like videos of him like stroking himself and I sent him nudes and stuff and like, oh, it was so Ooh, hot. So there was some, some spiciness. Oh, there, there definitely was. I wrote, and I kid you not, like a literal like half a book. <laughs> Over like 30,000 <laughs> words of like what I wanted this like whole thing to look like with him. Are you going to share it? Are you going to publish it? Can no. we read some? No, 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 no. Did you delete it? No, I didn't delete it. It's still on your computer. Oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, out there somewhere. It, it's out there somewhere. But anyways, I literally wrote like over, yeah, 30,000 words. I think to it send was. to him? Uh, no. And like I hadn't even gotten to the point in that in the book yet where we had sex didn't even get that far and then all of a sudden i was like i'm done i'm ready to let it go really and i just what do you think what was the, the the moment released it and like never never looked back on it again and actually i should go back and read it because i thought it was really cute and i love the story that i was creating but yeah wait hold on i wanna are we done with there 
Uh, yeah, you can continue to your. Okay, I your, wanted to unpack my second one. Oh yes, because I feel like every single time I start a new relationship, I fantasize about having their children, and I think that's my anxious attachment style. Because mm, the do you think that there's this fantasy that like children would lock them in or something? I mean, a lot of people have like a breeding kink. Is it something like that? I have a breeding kink. I yeah. love, 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 love getting cummed inside of, but he can't come inside me because he's married. So, um, and that's like a rule for them. Totally understandable. Yeah. So he'll, he comes in my ass. What do you, but, when you think of come, like, what does it represent to you? Does it represent power? Does it represent like a part of you? Does it represent um, just like a, a nasty thing you like to have? Like, what is it? My God, Nico, you know just the questions to ask. I'm that like, wait, a, what does come that represent? That is a great question. What does come represent for me? Because when I... These are those deep therapist questions. So when, for example, my ex and I, he would come inside me all the time. Every time, mostly. Uh -huh. um, and sometimes when he came, that would make me come at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I desire you so much. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess like I just like to know that they're like filling me with themselves. Like they're uh, they're a piece of them goes inside me that you get to have with you forever and, and never have to say goodbye to. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what come <laughs> means to me. And I just I know my boyfriend listens to the pod, so please, babe. I'm sorry. I really we don't need, we're not having kids. Don't you worry. If, if if I got well, but again, I think people feel like they have to defend themselves when they have a fantasy. Like, don't worry, I don't want this. And again, I think it's sometimes we want it, but like all fantasies are welcome. I don't know if anyone listening have you all watched um fuck what is that show Big Mouth? No, no. Uh, okay, would recommend. But uh, there's a scene where like. One of the the characters in it is like learning about how to masturbate, and he's like, like all these random ass fucking things just pop in when he's experiencing like his desire. It's like the clock, his friend's mom, like Mrs. Butterworth, like all these like random fucking images. The cat clock, like, and, and it's just like, <laughs> like a dream. Yeah. yeah, well, it just it doesn't. They're all popping in like while he's masturbating, and you're just like, what the fuck is that? Like, I think it's okay to have these things, and and it's. It sucks sometimes we have to feel like we have to defend ourselves of like, I don't actually want that. Yeah. Right. But sometimes like I'll go through the fantasy of like, you know, being pregnant yeah. with someone's kid and me thinking like, you know, like waddling around with them and they're holding my hand and we're like one big happy couple or whatever. And then like, it's like, it's usually the part where it gets to the birth and I'm like, I think it's like this, you know, really lovey-dovey scene. They're holding yeah. me, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, the, the fantasy stops. I'm like, actually, never mind. <laughs> so. Well, so the interesting thing is that our brain often doesn't know the difference between fantasy and reality. Oh, God. And so there, there's other parts where we can sort of like figure out. And, and to be honest, to, to be clear, like I don't know as much of the science about this as I would like. So I wish I could get like even nerdier about it. But it's basically... Um, this is something I learned in doing like trauma therapy. So yeah. when you're having like trauma therapy experiences, like in somatic experiencing, there are ways to sort of fantasize in your whole being of like feeling safe or like fantasize about um, the way you wish something had gone to have that sort of corrective experience. And so your body sometimes does not differentiate in the experience between fantasy and reality. And so if you can like really feel a fantasy, your body can almost sort of place that in its like memory bank of like this thing happened. Uh, and the same is so true it's like for, closure. 
Kind, it can be, yeah. The same is true for negative stuff, right? Like, have there has there ever been a time where you thought something really bad would happen and then it didn't, but it's still like in you as if it like happened? Yeah. Like when something, like maybe a car yeah, yeah. almost hit you or something, right? Yeah. And so it's like that. But you can have this on the nice side of things too, where if you can like really embrace in like a full sensory way the fantasy that you have, it can sort of get coded as like, this is a thing that happened. And I think that's why a lot of people can get a lot of relief from things like somatic experiencing therapy because you're able to like have these corrective things. And so I don't know if you've shared this on the show before, but like, so tell me to stop if not, but you've mentioned that you don't, are, don't have an interest maybe in having children in real life. Yeah. Um, same. <laughs> and maybe there's a part of you <laughs> potentially that might be interested in that, but you don't actually want to have it in real life, but it's kind of like maybe grieving this other life, Yeah, you know? And so yeah. you kind of get to have parts of this experience without really having it in the physical world. Oh, I love that. I, yeah. And, and sometimes when I, I, I like the part where you said about the, the negative where uh -huh. it's like you think it happened but it didn't because yeah feel like and it's like incomplete and your body's like holding on to the tension that's the type of anxiety i have mm -hmm. my mind will make up scenarios and then just be like this happened it's happening it's about to happen and then it's like and then i freak the fuck out yeah and does the same thing yeah that's uh -huh. how i end up like you know i don't know self-sabotaging i guess yeah but yeah i uh, the Wait, but yeah, I the coming inside thing is interesting though. And again, it doesn't have to mean something. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be good, bad or whatever. But I am hearing that there's this component of like, I want to eat you <laughs> yeah. in some way, shape or form. And this is like a way where I can take you in yeah, and like have you there and you desire me and it like gets like to consuming. be there. Consuming. Yeah, yeah. Consuming. And just like, it's like this feeling of just like, I just want to like, them in just like uh -huh. i just i need like to touch like their every being yeah and like that's that's how i love mm -hmm. is i just i feel like i need to just be a part of them and a lot of times like especially when it comes to to sex like that's what come means to me like they're in me they're we're a part, a part of part each of other me. yeah yeah. And you absorb it. So like cells exchange, you know? Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah. hold on. Before we move on to your last fantasy, because that well, while we're on the topic of pregnancy fantasies, that's mine <gasps> lately that I or one of the big ones that Well, we already I, unpacked my third, so we can move on to yours. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so for for me, um probably the number one fantasy that I have most recently. You met Calvin at the show, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, so I ended things with him recently whatever the fuck we had yeah anyways Big and like over here <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways um even before i ended things with him one of my biggest fantasies has been like i just like envisioned this future where like i'm pregnant and we're like on a beach and he's fucking me and it's amazing and i'm like bronze and like all cute with a little belly and like, and then the birthing thing, same thing again, where it's like, he's holding me and it's dramatic and it's like loving. And then we have like the most adorable little daughter. And like, you know, we have this like weird dynamic where, you know, like it's not, it's not monogamous and, but we have a daughter and we like love each other, but it's not like romantic. And that's the, the part that like gets me. I'm yeah. like, you know. Yeah. How does, how does it make you feel? Well, <laughs> Hey, I'm like, I don't want kids. I, but I even like, I remember the other day I, I told Candy when we were like at a spa, like, I don't want children. I've never 
I've, I've had pregnancies before and I, you know, mm-hmm. and didn't follow through with them with people that I loved deeply. So it's like, you know, you would have thought like, that's who, what I would have like fantasized about having kids with, but no, instead mm-hmm. it's like this person that, you know, I didn't even have a relationship with. We were just friends with benefits. Yeah. And, um, and then also it's like, I told Kim the other day, I was like, well, maybe when I'm like 37, I'll want like a little girl. Cause I think that would be so adorable. And the thing that comes to mind is when we were in Hawaii with Calvin, our friend was there or one of my friends, mutual friends was there with like his little daughter. She was the most adorable thing. And like Calvin and I were both watching her and he was like, I remember he like told me, he was like, I think it's going to be so fun. Like, you know, having a little kid someday. And like, I just, when I looked at her, I was like, uh, I want like a daughter with you. And I'm like, why? And like, I don't, Um, and I used to like fight it. Yeah. I used to be like, this is wrong. I do not need to be thinking about this. Like, stop. But like, the more you fight it, it has a backfire effect. Absolutely. Because then the more I you. obsess over it. And so now I'm like. Well, this is why there needs to be some permission to fantasy. It doesn't mean permission to like act on things that could harm somebody. But yeah, like trying to control your fantasies is like trying to tame a T-Rex. Like it's just <laughs> not <laughs> fucking. Gonna, yeah, exactly. So if you say no, it's going to come back with a vengeance. So that's why lately I'm like, okay, I need to just like let myself like play this out and like see it through in my mind, obviously, and not shame myself for it and not like start questioning like the whole like pregnancy and children thing and instead just like go with it. I do have a breeding kink. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my partners um, that did impregnate me, I remember like after, you know, everything was done and I was no longer pregnant, I would have, like, every time we had sex, I would just sit there and think, like, oh, my God, how amazing would it be right now if I was, like, you know, bred again? And But I didn't want to go through that mm. again. I didn't want to, like, go yeah. through the pregnancy and all of that again. Like, so it was very, it was, like, I felt so guilty in the middle of sex and like it would take me out of it completely because here i am like having sex and like i just want to be bred by this guy again and i really you know liked him but bred in like the kink not the actual yes 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 but it's like but he had bred me in the actual way so it's like i got that you got pregnant i yeah and then it's so it's like i just don't get it and i'm trying to like get to a better place with it but it's like why is it that my fantasies revolve around the one thing that i ended a marriage over i've been very adamant about yeah and like um you know i've always been so like set on i don't get it well i wonder well firstly to me this makes me think of when people have like force fantasies or rape fantasies Oh, um, okay. not in the sense that it's in the same vein but a lot of people who have experienced um coercive sex or like rape or Mm non-consensual experiences they will have fantasies about non-consensual experiences um and so there's a lot of reasons for that um it's mostly to like have a corrective experience right where you or or sometimes if you're not maybe unpacking it it's like reliving the trauma like you're trying to figure out how to have a corrective experience yeah almost like how do i describe this like if you have maybe someone from your past, like a caregiver or a parent or whomever that like you had a, an experience with, sometimes we will then choose partners who have similar features because we're like trying to work something out, mm-hmm. but we like end up choosing the same kind of person and mm-hmm. it doesn't get worked out and it, it can feel like too cyclical. Is my body trying to work out my old pregnancies? I don't know. It could be trying to work something out, but sometimes we're like trying to work something out. Sometimes we're trying to like find the, 
the good feeling of something that had some negative feelings. Um, other times maybe there's parts of it that like we wish could have happened in an alternate universe or another, another life. Yeah. Um, I think there can be lots of reasons. Because like, I remember when you were talking to Kimi about her pregnancy kink and you said like, maybe it's like a piece of them that you want to hold on to. I'm like, not necessarily because like, you know, at least in my previous. Yeah. That one's not yours. Yeah. I don't like that. I, or in, in the previous pregnancies, I never wanted to hold on to like a piece of them necessarily. Yeah. At least not in that way. But I'm like, with Calvin, is that different? Is it with him? You know, that well, I, I guess wa- same question. Like when you think of pregnancy or having a baby, like what does that represent to you? Is it commitment? Is it like, you know. Holding them down. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, is it commitment? Is it someone like really loving you in a certain kind of way? Is it. Um, See, I don't know. Because like every time I honestly, when I think about like. The, the fantasy stops at, like, when the kid is, like, four. And then I'm, like, I don't want... Then it's done <laughs> after that, yeah. Because I think little kids are so cute, but, like, it, that, you know, that's when the cute phase ends. Yeah. And then you got to, like, teach them how to be adults. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where the fantasy stops for sure. But um, that's the thing. I, children has never... If anything, children has... Uh, like, I've all often associated that with, like, when people try to overcompensate for their issues in a marriage, they'll have kids because they think it'll fix everything. And now mm. they have, like, something holding them together. So I've always looked at it as like, you shouldn't have kids if it's not like a thousand percent sure that like you guys have a solid foundation and like a good That's your logical mind though. And so often our fantasies, I think are kind of oh. our more animalistic mind, like our more of our like lizard brain. Lizard and so brain, okay. I don't know if your like animalistic brain is like logically blah, blah, blah. Or <laughs> if it's like, you know, yeah. it's more, it's more animalistic okay. oftentimes, I think. I do think I like the primal aspect of like the the primal aspect of like being the mother or like the child bearer, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I do think that is, is something that I like, especially like, like I said, how a lot would of people, how would people view you differently if you were a mother? I probably wouldn't be able to like do. You're asking some deep questions. I know. I'm over here like I need a whole day to process. I know. I'm like I I gotta come up with this on the spot. I think. Well, and again, like I said, I think none of this is like good, bad, whatever. But I do think fantasy and dreams and things can help sort of create a dialogue for like looking at our unconscious, Um, and that's the part that I think can be can be fun sometimes. Can also just be like clarifying um, or just like interesting to learn more about yourself. I got it my response and as like it came to me and it like instantly made a few things at least make sense for me um I look at being a mother the same way that I looked at being a wife it felt like a cage Mm. it felt like the when being a wife to my ex-husband I felt like I had to suddenly like conform to like society's like you know standards and like viewpoints and like criteria for what a wife is supposed to look like ah so and I feel like like restricting restricting Yes, because I'm like, I didn't want to be a normal wife. I wanted to be non-monogamous. I wanted to like go get shit faced and like have, you know, a threesome when I wanted to and like not worry about it. And, you know, I'm wearing thong bathing suits and like not giving a shit if someone else is looking at me. But if you can now experience pleasure from like if if the idea of being restricted feels upsetting to Mm -hmm. you and now instead you've sort of re-narrated it to be like, I can now get pleasure from this idea of being caged who's in charge of it now I'd have to 
really do a lot of work to reframe that for myself. No, but I think like you have the key to it now, right? No, I do have the key to it, but I think yeah. it would like take a lot for me because I've thought about it before and I've talked about it on the pod as well. So like our listeners know where I'm like, I don't know that I would want to be someone's wife again because of those like titles and like yeah. they, or those like criteria and restrictions that come with being a wife. And I think it's the same thing with being a mother because like, yeah. guess what? If I ever did have children, I'm not going to stop raving. I'm not going to stop you know, going, going to sexy on parties. little trips, going on sex parties, doing Maybe whatever that's the, the fuck. best type of mom you could be. Yeah. Doing whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Maybe more moms need to go do that. Right. I mean, like, yes, I would be a responsible parent and I would want to make sure that go like, listen I, to I good mom's bad choices. Right. No, right. No, I look up to Mila and uh-huh. um, Erica, Erica. I always want to say Emily, but I'm thinking of multi memory. Yeah. Um, I look up to Erica and Mila. No, but that's what I'm saying. They I embody think, what I would, you're how saying I would be These are things that I don't like. These are things yeah. I don't want to feel, but then you're creating a pleasure experience with these kind of like negative connotations. So you're sort of gaining your power back by being like, that's not a thing I actually want in real life. And so I'm going to like create a pleasure experience around it so I can be a little more like in charge of it. Mm. Does that make sense? So you're changing your relationship with it to be like this thing that society puts on you of like being caged where you're like, I'm going to fucking take it back and I'm going to come to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I like that. Yeah. (laughs) That helps too. No, but I, I, I think that's one of the things that's always, like, scared me the most about, like, not only it does childbirth scare the absolute fucking living shit out of yeah. me, but also, like, I've never wanted to fall into the box that is being a mother. Mm. And so, and I love my life right now. I love, like, the freedom that I have. I get to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm 29, I feel you. I'm 29 years old and I, like, you know, don't have anything, you know, yeah, I know oh, we're all going to be going down. on swingers cruises when we're like 50, 60. 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get these hags out of here. <laughs> no, like, we're not. We're never Please. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so it's like and 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 if I did ever have children, like it wouldn't stop me. I would not let that stop me from like what I do now. And I think that's the thing is that like I, I have this like idea that it would. So then I'm like, no. But at the same time, like I've also just never felt the need to have. But children. that's what you're doing now is you're saying like, I'm not letting those thoughts and feelings stop me. And yeah. I'm going to like experience pleasure with this. Yeah, Exactly. You know, so maybe that is what maybe that is what it is. I don't know. Well, and I after the fantasies, I guess it's a good question for all of us. Like, mm. how do you all feel? after you like fantasize about it like i want to go have calvin impregnate me <laughs> <laughs> okay so for you you're like there's a part of you that wants to continue it yeah i mean I but think- obviously we're done so it's like it's you know but i i do wonder too like if, if yeah. in a way like i'm just wanting that closure from like the relationship that i never had with him yeah you know but i just find it so weird that like it it's like turned into this thing of like something that i never thought i would fantasize about because you know when you think about a fantasy you've got a blank slate you can do whatever the fuck you want i could have a fantasy where it's just him and i traveling the world you know going to sex parties having threesomes like doing all the things that i could do now with him if we were in a relationship but no instead it's we're having a daughter he's fucking me on a beach it's like a beautiful birthing experience where I'm like in his lap as like the baby's coming, you know, like all yeah. these things. And I'm just like, I, I could, I could come up with literally anything. You're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could come up with literally anything. And I come up with the one thing that I never thought I would fantasize about. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how I feel after my fantasies. Yeah. Like for example, well, um, I was, sorry I, to cut you off, but like, and then when, you know, when I told Kim the other day, uh-huh. I'm like, maybe at 37, I want like a little daughter. Cause I think it'd be so cute. That's when I was like, I need therapy. <laughs> That's when I was like, this might not be a fantasy anymore. But like, but then, 
Well, then I guess that's a good thing to maybe unpack, right? Is like, is this something that I'm actually wanting or like, what are the things behind this? Well, right? and the thing that I was thinking was, I feel like I'm betraying myself if suddenly I'm like, you know also, what? Yeah, wait, I, hold on. Your what? foot is moving the stand. <laughs> my <Anyways>. bad. <laughs> You're fine. Anyways. I just like see it teetering and I'm like, are we cool if my feet are right here? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm you getting don't get real, those for free, baby. I'm getting real comfortable. But, and then that's when I told Katie that and I was thinking that I felt like yeah, I was Yeah, have betraying. a lay down. Get comfortable. Do you want a blankie? Uh, yes, actually, no, but I, I was like, am I one. betraying, my, am I betraying myself by like, you know, suddenly questioning the things that I do and do not want based on like these fantasies that I'm having and like the way that it makes me feel because it mm. felt a little bit like a betrayal. I'm like, I literally ended it. Like I said, I literally ended a marriage because I don't want children. I have been very adamant about it for over a decade. And now suddenly I'm like, 37 yeah a daughter would be really cute i'm like what the fuck you know so i just don't like it, it's been throwing me through a loop and i'm trying to give myself space to be like nah relax live it out it's fine this doesn't mean you actually want this and maybe it might be like that book that i started writing about the artist yeah maybe a year from now i'm gonna be like maybe fuck you that. write your chill yeah your children book kind of <laughs> i mean i also think it's important that we like name the real hormonal shifts that yeah. happen within us you know i think some people have more of that pull to motherhood and stuff where others of us don't but like there are still those real evolutionary hormonal things happening in our body that are saying like we must procreate i hadn't <laughs> thought about that Babies. question though since i have had pregnancies before do you think any of that rewires my hormones none of them made it past like six weeks I mean, look, I can't say for certain. I think it's always good to like have people check on their hormones and like see how things are going. But I do think there are folks who have like abortion trauma or like womb trauma. I right? don't have any like, trauma. Like I'm very at peace with all my decisions there. Um, yeah. And this is actually something new that my li I've never admitted to this this to my listeners. So I'm sorry if this was a lot. Um, trigger warning. But yeah, like the I never I always I was always very happy with my decisions. I felt very at peace with them. I never felt any sort of like connection or any like, you know, whatever. But like and if anything, I didn't really enjoy being pregnant by any means. Um, <clears throat> your boobs hurt like hell and you're exhausted all the time. And that was only at five weeks. I'm like, shit, what do people feel at 38? You know, mm. but um, one of them was when you were really young. So, yeah, I was super young. And then, you know, the the process, like the postpartum that you get after and everything like that was uh, that was really hard in one instance where like I, I remember, you know, even Cammy was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, God. So I would yeah. never if you ever like actually got pregnant and like. Hey DT fam, you know how important STD testing is and how often we discuss it on our show, which is why I'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com. So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, maybe you have multiple partners or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom, whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health and that obviously includes STD testing. So stdcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based STD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done, no doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. 
What I love about stdcheck.com obviously is it offers confidential and convenient STD testing. This is how I typically do my testing, especially when I want to do a full, full panel. So with multiple online payment options, it's super easy to set up and also you just have that peace of mind. If you're looking for a super convenient way to go get tested, head on to stdcheck.com. And right now, stdcheck.com is offering our listeners $10 off your order. So go to doubleteamedfam.com. Of course, we'll have that linked in the episode description. Click on STD Check and use code DTF to get $10 off your next STI test. That's doubleteamedfam.com. Click on STD Check and use code DTF to go get tested and this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health so thank you guys go get tested went through with it i would i told her i was like i don't want to be near you for like four months it was (laughs) thanks i'm gonna need you know like hormones were no we'll live separately so when she has that baby at 37 uh you're not gonna be be living down the street (laughs) But I also think like sometimes logically we're like over it, but our body still has. That's what I'm saying. Whenever you kind of something about it, like maybe it's my body that's like because of like my my terminations that suddenly it's like, well, we want to live this out. Look, it it depends what you believe. I mean, I think there are some like medical hormonal things potentially we could look at. But if you're someone who's like a spiritual person, there's a book out there. I think it's called like Soul Babies, Mm. and it's about like connecting with the the, like soul of your unborn Mm -hmm. entities um so i do think like some people believe in that kind of stuff and and sort of view it as grief i also think it's like a physical body thing that happens that like your body may hold on to so there are folks who do things like qigong or reiki or stuff like that to kind of like clear and heal from like womb traumas um of all kinds you know and so i also think in our culture you know there's this belief that like if you have an abortion that you're just like fine with abortion Mm -hmm. right that like it should be like if you're making the decision that it's like easy or something um but for a lot of us who have had unwanted pregnancies and and had to you know terminate it can still be a really hard experience Mm -hmm. so I mean I, I don't know but I also think you know just evolutionarily getting to that age of like there's a part of you physically that like wants to do something with that. So it's because I'm nearing 30. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. But I I hate that it feels like a betrayal to like fantasize about it because I'm like, but then again, like, like I said, a year from now, it could be like, fuck that. What was up with, you know, and like never, I don't know. Yeah. But is it a betrayal to like change what you, what you want? I don't think so. I mean, my ex did change his mind, but I think we're changing all the time and the things we like and that we desire and that we want and and we don't stay the same um, all the time. And so I I agree there, you know, there's lots of new desires and fantasies that like I come up with and it doesn't mean it's like a betrayal to what it was. It's like maybe you're entering into a new thing. And and that doesn't mean that this fantasy is like that you really want to have children. Right. I hear that logically you're like, that's not something I want. And I still don't necessarily feel connected to it. And yeah. not only that, but like, and this is the part that I hate the most. It's like, I don't fantasize that. Uh, like there have only yeah, ever Is Calvin been... the one that you fantasize about it? Or do you yeah. fantasize about like getting pregnant with other people? No. So that's what is interesting. That's what, then that's another <clears> thing. <throat> I think it's equal. 
<laughs> you think it's what? Okay, yeah. fuck off, Cammy. Okay, it's always when it comes to Calvin Nikki, it's always your fucking ego. It's well, always your ego, and I, can I, see I it had mainly. genuine feelings for him, Camilla, and I genuinely cared for him. So, like, some I know, of it, and your ego was really hurt that that didn't happen for some, you. Some sure, some of it was ego, but some of it was also that I really cared for him. Can I offer an interp? I don't know what you've talked about on the podcast, so I don't know if you want to cut this or not. No, no, no. But can I it. offer an interpretation? Let's hear it. I think you've shared with me that you felt like he never really like chose you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know. This could be my own projection. But like when I think of like having a kid with someone, even though, of course, it doesn't actually mean that you're choosing someone because there's lots of people who impregnate people and then fuck off. Like I said and, earlier, yeah. And I think there's this assumption that like if someone's starting a life with you, that they see you a certain way. They see you as someone who could be the mother of their children. They see you as someone who like has the... Um, they see as your future. Whatever qualities or characteristics of someone they do want to start a future with, or like someone that they're choosing, and so I am hearing that because it's with Calvin, like potentially there may be this feeling of like this is this desire of like him choosing me. Maybe you know. I thought about that. What do you think? Does I it, hope he never does it land? Because then he's gonna be like, I'm blocking this bitch and never talking I, I mean, to her. I definitely, I definitely. It's a fantasy, okay? Just Don't a fantasy. Come over. It's just a fantasy. I would definitely agree. Plus, with, we broke up. You know, probably that rationale because I feel like a lot of the times when I have when I have fantasies about yeah. a certain person impregnating me, it is always because of that future of that. I, I do think that could be an aspect of it, but I don't know. It's just like lately I've been thinking a lot more about like my fantasies in general, because like I said, I felt very inspired one time when um, I remember like we were talking about fantasies with Danny or something yeah. and you were like, I just roll with it or like I just keep like yeah. I, I don't like censor myself. And like Nadesh has said the same thing as like not to censor yourself. Yeah. And so I stopped trying to do that. But like I do still end up fighting it. And it's like mm. and it's just like, you know, the quote that you said about the original theater, mm-hmm. it's a blank slate. You're calling all the shots. You're making up the fantasy, the characters, the storyline, everything. You could choose whatever the fuck you wanted. And well, but I guess when I say that, it's still some of it is unconscious, right? So yeah, like exactly. We let these things and then yeah. that's not the thing to control. I think we can yeah. curate fun fantasies. And I don't know. It's I, I feel like I'm sounding a little bit like um contradictory here Mm. but like on one hand we can't really control it right it's this unconscious thing that comes up in these ways that like we can't always control yeah and certainly there's like fantasies that you can put -hmm. effort into like curating with yourself or with somebody else but I think for the most part they just like pop in yeah when I was younger I used to fantasize all the time about like it I was I would just be in my own world in my head I would just be like saving the world i was a secret spy i was you know yeah having you know meetings with people and mm-hmm. you know doing all these things and you know I, and you would just see me day to day i don't know i'd be running or walking or you know at your yeah. practice or whatever but in my head i was like curating this entire world of where i was a completely different person with all these different possibilities yeah so some of us have a really like rich internal world yeah but i feel i do i I feel like like i do i feel like after a while i really got away from that like i don't fantasize that much anymore i'm trying Um, to lean more into it recently because i'm the same way i like i got away from it and now i'm like trying to lean into it more to see like where it is that my mind takes me because i felt like for a long time I kind of like stopped letting my mind run wild Mm. and so but a lot of I think that happens to a lot of us right because like adults or things like tell us no 
Yeah. You know, we oh, kind of yeah. lose that like childlike wonderment. And I also think, and, and you all know, if you listen to my show and if you listen to this show, like I'm a fan of porn. I'm a, we're a fans of erotica, like great entertainment. And I feel like a lot of us have become reliant on like external things to like do the work for us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's nice to have them as like a, a flame to start the fire. But I have tried to practice sometimes like self-pleasuring without the like visual or audio stimuli. And it's hard. Just using your it's so fucking hard. Yeah. I can't. I can barely get off without porn. Like barely. Well, and look, there's nothing wrong with having it be one's most reliable route to orgasm. Like yeah. that's why it's there as a tool because it does like and it can enhance things, but I have tried to practice with myself, like having times when I'm not doing that, not because there's anything wrong with it, but just to sort of like challenge the neural pathways of my mind to see like where it goes. And if I can kind of work that muscle without being just reliant on that as like the only menu item. Exactly. I remember like the last time that I tried to uh, masturbate without porn and like just use my fantasy. Yeah. Um, it was so fun because I actually like got into a meditative state. Yeah. So I first like got into a meditative state before I like went like, cause normally when it, when it comes to porn, I just like, you know, find what I want, put my vibrator on my clit and call it a day. Right. And then I orgasm. But this time I was like, you know what? I want to get into a meditative state. And then, um, I was like, you know, in a field, in a garden, it's always a fucking garden, you know? <laughs> and there's like a river flowing anyways, that the birds are chirping. And then it was like Callan and I having sex. And I remember we were like having bomb sex and it was like so good. And then this was at the time I was dating Jordan. And I remember like Jordan comes in and I was like, what are you doing here? And Callan was like, no, 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 let him come here. And so then it's the two of them like having their way with me. And it was in like, the garden. Yeah. And it was so hot. And I came harder than I like ever have with porn. Wow. And I was like, and I, I remember thinking to myself after that, I was like, I should really like lean into my fantasies more for uh-huh. like, for pleasuring myself because I feel like it's far more like gratifying Mm -hmm. than just like pushing play and like watching whatever plays out. And like for, I I guess it's more like the visual of, of porn that is like gets me off. Um, Well, yeah. And look, some of us need different kinds of stimuli based on like what our style is. And I think it's worth like exercising those other muscles to like see what happens. It was inspiring. I will say that. Yeah. Um, Actually, my when we were just talking about something that reminded me of my second fantasy what what was the topic shit i'll have to go back and listen probably what do you think would happen if you leaned more into the other fantasy you were describing the threesome or the pregnancy the, the pregnancy one? thing like if there was like no shame about it and no judgment like what would happen i don't know i'd have to think about have it have you had a time where it was just like you just really like fully went into it no, and I'm trying to, I... I know, easier said than done. I know, I told myself that I would actually give myself the space to, like, um, like either write it out or, like, play it out while I'm masturbating so that, like, I can actually fully let myself go through it. It sounds like you already know that, like, writing is a healing way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, and like, I do, and I love writing about it. So, and that's what I'm saying. I was like, is it going to be, like, when I wrote about the artist and, you know, like, yeah. halfway through didn't even have sex in that damn book that I wrote and halfway through I'm like I'm done (laughs) well here's here's a cheesy thing to do with it I think and and this just kind of like popped into my head but would you all say that you like to I feel like I know the answer to this but do you you like to curate fantasies for other people yes you do yeah probably like if someone's like I have this desire you're like let's find a way to make this happen or like you know if you're like performing at an event you're like I want to be this 
you know, oh, or, yeah. or like make this happen. <gasps> and so I guess so my when invitation Calvin said that he wanted like when Calvin and I saw that little girl and he was like, oh, it'd be so fun. To, is that part of what? Oh, not what I was getting at. But that if you resonate with that, that's interesting. Um, what I'm getting at is more of like a, I guess, like a self-love, self-parenting kind of thing where mm-hmm. like almost imagining that your like fantasy is like a, a separate entity. Mm. um or like a part of you right you could call it your shadow self you could call it your unconscious you could call it your animalistic self you could call it your younger self you could call it your kinky best friend like whatever and so when it pops up imagine that it's like another person in your life sharing something with you that's like this is something that I like am deeply excited about Mm. and how would you ideally want to respond to like me your friend who's telling you this sexy thing would you want to be like, you're nasty, bitch. Don't think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, I'd want them to be like excited. Yeah, you know? as opposed to like, oh, thank you for sharing that with me, girl. Like, I hear it. Is there Love anything it. I can do for you to like help make this a little like more fun or juicy, like cool fantasy? Thanks for sharing. How can yeah. I foster that? So kind of like responding it as like a, yeah, like this entity that you are wanting to be loving and compassionate and supportive of to try to find... um and to be curious about, but like to not be so judgmental, like trying mm-hmm. to imagine it as like this distinct part of yourself that's like coming to you because it trusts you and sharing this like deep thing. I think I need to start doing that. Yeah. But also like I have a, uh, and I don't know if this is just like derailing to a different subject, but for example, sometimes I really like to fantasize in my relationships about where is the relationship going? <laughs> Right, is I it do that too. Or is it anxiety? I do that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's anxiety, but I do the same thing. What's the difference? I don't know. Okay, and that's what, and that's what I was saying. I was like, is it fantasy or is it anxiety? But it's always like, yeah, you know, I'm really good at fantasizing. I can think of all the terrible things that are gonna happen um, down to the minute of what are the possibilities. I have a really active fantasy. Life. Thousand percent. Okay, maybe. I think you're right here, that, but that's what I was gonna say. Like when it for me. A lot of the times when I, when, you know, when I get into a new relationship, yeah, I have a, I have a fantasy of them impregnating me. Sure. I have a fantasy of me, you know, having their children. I fantasize about, you know, the whole, you know, what do you want to call it? Picket fence, you know, four person family. Home. I think a lot like, of us nuclear do that. family. Yeah. yeah nuclear okay. family. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I fantasize that a lot because like, you know, that's the path that we were told, like, you know, that's where a relationship goes. Right. Mm. So now that I find myself in the non-monogamous space and I want to fantasize about like, you know, all the things that I can do with, you know, said partner for it. Let's use my boyfriend as an example. One of the issues that I'm having right now is that like when it comes to like me fantasizing about like where him and I can go, there's just so there's so many oper- like possibilities except for mm-hmm. like the normal one. Yeah. Of where it can go, um, you know, and not to mention like, you know, there's still like what's limit- the normal one? Yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say the normal one, like being the nuclear like family, the nuclear family, oh, get got me, got white it. picket fence. Okay, yeah, gotcha. white picket fence, normal. get me kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I can't fantasize it about going the normal route, you know, the societal norm route. And there's so many different possibilities of where like the relationship can go. But that, you choose the bad one. That it, my my <laughs> no my, bad one. Okay, well, you choose the the one that has like the then, least desirable there's outcome. Also, like, yeah. There's also limits and stops, and then it's like my mind doesn't know like how to fantasize about this relationship. Yeah. So then I end up freaking out and going into instead of fantasy mode, I go into anxiety mode. Yeah. And then it just like kicks me in the ass because then it's like I can't fantasize about you know 
can I fantasize about, you know, him and I going on, I don't know, a trip or something, you know? Yeah. But then it's like, so sometimes like I, I want to fantasize about certain things, but then, but then I, you start going to a dark place. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I feel like then my anxiety just takes over and then it's like the fantasy does turn dark mm-hmm. and it does. I relate. <laughs> well, that was uh, my second fantasy is one that like I feel turns dark for me. You know, I love knife play. But I've always been adamant about how I don't like blood. It's in front of the cord. That's why you can't get it. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm having such a problem. I have a fantasy hold that on. your hair will. Yeah, hold on. So with, with um, I, I, I love knife play, but I've always been very adamant about, like, I don't like cutting. I don't like blood. Like, I don't want it to, like, ever lead to that. But lately, like, I find myself having, like, the fantasy of, like, you know, someone, like, in places it's where it's like a little, a little bit deeper. safer, yeah, cool. Like cutting deeper and like, dr- <laughs> <laughs> thank you this for that. We love you. This is why we love you because you're like, yeah. <laughs> so like, like in my forearms, yeah, or in like places where it's like a little bit safer to be cut, but like even sometimes the neck where it's but like look, the the blood cool. coming out, and I'm like, I hate blood. So why all of a sudden am I like vampire fantasy? Why am I turned on by like someone like kind of like actually hurting me and like drawing blood with it? But remember, I hear that it's really hard for you to like separate fantasy from like, I need to make this about like something that I actually act on in real life. Well, and I think the reason is because like, okay, think about all the books I used to read. Non-monogamy, very kinky, very like, um, well, granted some of them were like fantasy fiction, but like so much of like what I read inspired what I've actually turned my life into. Yeah. (laughs) Like for example, my knife play, my knife kink came came from from a book, book. Den of Vipers. We talked about it last time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I made that a reality. So So how do you decide when you want something to become a reality? That's what I'm trying to figure out. (laughs) I don't know. But it sounds like you could look back to these other times when you were just reading those things and like figuring out, well, how did I know then. Most of the time it was just curiosity. I'm like, well, I'm fantasizing about it. It turns me on. Yeah. And so then that's when I was like, I want to try it out. But then it's like with, you know, pregnancy and having a kid. You're like, I don't want to try that out. Yeah. Or like drawing blood <laughs> or cutting. I'm like, I don't want to try that out. So then I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to let this like play out. And it's, and it, it's just, it is very hard for my mind to figure out how to like deal with it. Yeah. And I like literally start to like short circuit. Yeah. I would say like first when I'm fantasizing, first I go to my moral compass. Like for example, sleeping with my ex's best friend. That's kind of a shitty thing to do. So I'm like, no, I, I, you know, I would do that, but like, I wouldn't do that, you know? So like, I wait, which one is it? Which your so, one? I, I, I would, I would, okay, with zero consequences, you would, but with consequences, you wouldn't. I would just, out of respect, I just wouldn't. What? Okay. Right? So okay. that's a, you know, uh, that's a virtue value, maybe not moral compass. Let's just say value. No, it's moral compass. Yeah. Um, But then for, for other fantasies, I'm also just hella realistic. Yeah. Or like I try to be hella realistic. Like Same with like the pregnancy one. I don't exactly. want with my the freedom pregnancy to go away. One, I do not want to have a child anytime soon. Yeah, and I even don't want to birth anything. Even if I did, it probably wouldn't be for another like five to seven years before I would think about that. So for me, like I always go to like my first like, is you know, is this in, infringing on a value? And then after that, it's like, is this realistic? 
And so, yeah. But I feel like for yours, you know, like the aliens and the vampires and the ghosts. Yeah, like there's sadly, lots I could do with that yeah. in role play stuff. And like, but sadly, maybe there's maybe they're out there and and now they'll hear this and come to me. They're gonna be like, "There's this girl I on this listen. podcast." I just want to know what what is your ghost fantasy? Yeah, like, what's the ghost fantasy? Like an, like air over your pussy. Like, <laughs> what is it? Just blow on it. <laughs> 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 this ASMR. Well, but okay. Before we do this that, because then I know we, then I know we have to wrap up. Like, I just want to say, like, I don't know if I have the exact answer for what you're saying, but I mm-hmm. think it's hard for a lot of people to figure out, like, what are the ones I want to act on, and mm-hmm. what are the ones that can just stay there. Yeah. And I think that's something that it can be helpful to like continue to process with a sex therapist or with your you know friends yeah. you can talk to about it. Of like. Hmm, well, let's just go down that road a little bit. Like, what would the consequences be? Like, how feasible? How realistic? Um, yeah. And then after the logic part, I do think that's where sometimes the somatic work comes in to actually, like, feel into your body. Like, what does your body want? And then, I don't know. I think there's a lot of layers. I don't have, like, an exact answer for it. Because monogamous people are always fantasizing about fucking other people. You know? It's like, how do they process that? Well, look, we fantasize about things all the time. Like if someone cuts me off in traffic, I'm like, I wish I could fucking throw something at their car or like an ex who I wish I could like ruin their entire life. You know, like there's a lot of fantasies that I have that I don't act on for a variety of reasons. Like the moral compass or whatever. Moral, realistic, like harm to people. Um, And so I, I think that's not an easy one. And how cool that for, even while you don't know for certain, for now, you have a cool outlet to get to fantasize about the bloody knife play mm-hmm. and you don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Could we do a um, therapy session <laughs> where we lean into it? A coaching? No, no, no. Okay. Can we do a coaching <laughs> session where we lean into it? Yeah, we could definitely do more of this in another container for sure. Okay. Because I would I would really love, because I am, I'm tired of my, my brain short circuiting and I'm trying to like lean into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, before we wrap, I just give us one quick little ghost example. Cause I am curious. Oh, yeah. too. I'm really curious. I, the vampires and the aliens. I see. I get, I get I because I have about, that too, but uh-huh. I have the ghost. I don't, I have fantasized about. So I want to hear the ghost. Ah, that I think again, a similar one where it's like somehow they broke through the veil to get to me, you know, but what do they do to you? But are they, (laughs) what do they they look like? What do they they look like? Are they in physical form? Is it like a Casper situation? (laughs) Okay. So this sounds, I honestly, did you guys ever watch scary movie two or scary movie three? Yeah. 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 Okay. This is the one where they go to the mansion. And do you remember that one of the girls gets fucked by a ghost all around the room? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, Wait. that's a fantasy. pretty sure because when that came out i was younger and i feel like i was just like developing more sexually yeah and i masturbated to that scene <laughs> quite a few times I love that. and i think i just like made a connection there where i was like yes but you see hot. how shit like so you- i don't see them but i feel them Okay, so that's how. So you you don't have any sort of like aesthetic or physical. No, but I it's feel just them. a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, like are you, you in, were, like you're in your bed at night and all of a sudden you start feeling something? Like is that how? How does it start? I'm really sorry. I really want to know. So I've actually had two ghost like experiences, and one could say that they were dreams, but okay, maybe they weren't. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, sleep paralysis um, is another one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or there's something else. Well, some people argue that that's spirit. I don't know. Um, but one, okay. one was a sex dream. 
with a ghost, but it was like a, um, what are those dreams where you feel like you're kind of awake? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Sleep paralysis. I've had that. No, not, it wasn't lucid, sleep par- lucid dream. Lucid dream. Okay, so I okay. felt like I was like half asleep, half awake. And I had some like really great sex with this like entity, but it felt pretty real but you couldn't see it oh no fuck, i couldn't yeah. so see maybe it. it actually what it maybe like was I happening in like did. another dimension yeah they're like listening to me now being like bitch why aren't you recognizing the great sex we had <laughs> we, you yeah, remember i up there like what the fuck this bitch did not remember <laughs> and another time it was not sexual and i was about to go to sleep but i wasn't asleep yet and i was staying at a friend's house and it was dark so I, I my eyes weren't open and someone came in and pulled the blanket on top of me because it was like a little far down and was like are you okay and like tucked me in and I was like oh, I'm, I'm sleeping like thank you mm-hmm. um and then the next day I said to my friend I was like oh that was nice of you to like come check on me last night in the bed and she was like what are you talking about oh that ghost did not try to fuck though. I think that was just a yeah, that ghost was like, like we're just let's just do first things yeah. today. Totally. This was just a mommy ghost. It was like very, you know, very caregiving. Um but yeah, I so I think yeah, it wouldn't be visible, but I could feel it. You want to feel it. And okay. there would be like this like deep connection, and then it would also be this like understanding. I think there's also like a fantasy eroticism around like knowing the secrets of the universe. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm like, now I know spirits exist and they're fucking me. (laughs) I like that. I can get, I really like that actually. I might try that one out. What do you mean? Like you want like fantasize about it. Oh, okay. I was like next time I masturbate. I don't know. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost Calvin. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he ever did was ghost me. But um, <laughs> all right. But now that you have a baby, maybe it'll come around. It's a ghost baby. <laughs> oh God. Well, I, I yeah. Anyways, well, thanks Glory. for listening. <laughs> no, actually, well, I, no, I had a. What was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say when it comes to like the the vampire, I always uh, like the thought of like a a vampire biting my titty. Nice. Really, so. I want them to bite my clit. <gasps> no, off. <laughs> yeah like no that canine's going straight yeah. no 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 no. like you know where like the lips are like right next to the clit like where they kind of like go around the clit the oh lips. god but so you like, like, like you right can have there. that without the sp- what look at me i'm shaming i'm not shaming i'm just worried about your clit <laughs> no my clit is, <laughs> i'm concerned my clit is fine i'm just saying like i would want them i i actually used to um hook up with a guy and i remember one time he was going down on me and he like looked up at me and i looked down at him and i was like bite it and he like kind nice. of like tugged on it with his teeth and then kind of like very gingerly, not too hard, kind of clamped down on it. You Fucking liked it? Have you ever me. bit a dick? I love biting a dick. Fucking sent oh. me. I'm going to try I that. I know. We'll ask for <laughs> 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 I'm just going to try this like that. while I'm down here. <laughs> no, people who have asked me to bite their dick, I'm like, I'm biting a dick. This is cool. No, but like I, he, the way he it's bit. It's hard to not want to bite right through it, though, to be honest. Really? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, and, uh, like, 
I don't know. Do you ever just get this urge to bite something really hard? Yeah. I, when I, usually, I, I go for the shoulder. I go for the shoulder too. Yeah, that's usually what well, I go so for. Well, so I'm like exercising my, you know, fantasy control. I'm biting the dick and I'm like, don't bite too hard, Nicoletta. Okay, so. so no one's going to let me bite their dick anymore after listening to this. I have a whole folder. Because they of... could be the one that I just don't control myself <laughs> to anymore. Wait, have you seen that movie? Uh, Teeth? Oh, shit. No. Is it Teeth? Eat? What? No, I gotta send it to teeth you. Teeth is the one about no, teeth no, 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 in no. your vagina. No, yeah, the one Ugh. where the the guy um, cooks, but like, or sells the meat of women, and then um, it was on Hulu. Hot. And then the one of the girls bit his dick off. Um, anyways, you should watch it. You might like that. But <laughs> is that a serial killer movie? No, it's not. Wow, shit. What was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I have a whole folder of uh, pictures of the bruises that Calvin has left when he's bit me. Cause I love being bit, and so yeah. and he knew that, and that was like the oh. one thing that he really obliged. And then we then then we had a wrap. But like the last thing I would say about the fantasy thing is like also you don't have to go from like zero to pregnant. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. um, <laughs> and so my meaning about that is like, are there other areas of your life where you can do lean into the fantasy a little more or whatever yeah. it is, like do a little more of the role play with somebody? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to be like either this is never going to happen or I actually want to be pregnant. <laughs> like yeah. I think there's a lot of play you can do in there to like have more. And I think I need to give myself the space to like find that without yeah, shame. The permission. I, I think really what it has come down to is I keep fighting it so much that like my body keeps wanting to like have the outlet yeah. or like my maybe my mind whatever so some part of me wants to like continue going with it and like see it through but like I keep fighting it so like I, I really am trying to give myself more space to just like but you know what it. you already did today by like asking and talking about it so I hope this this has helped a, a lot little, to a be honest I've put some things together was that a ghost? Yes! <laughs> oh my god, I'm sure it is. Okay, anyways. <laughs> what the Thank fuck? You, you're I thought back. I saw something earlier. They're coming for you. He's like, back. <laughs> He's gonna come to next year. You knew I have attachment anxiety. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> he heard. <laughs> I'll see shame. you later. <laughs> um, I'll bite your dick. I'm so glad we <laughs> right off. <laughs> but it's a ghost dick. You can bite off a ghost dick. That's why he's here. He hurt you. Oh my god. This has been one of my favorite episodes ever, I think. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Yes. yes. Thank you. And well, let's let's all plug each other. Well, we're just so happy to be part of the Pleasure Podcast Network all together. So many amazing folks on there. Um, but I'm uh, at Sluts and Scholars uh, on Instagram, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, or you can listen anywhere you get your podcast at slutsandscholars.com or yeah, leave a leave a review, a nice one for all of us. A five yeah, star. And check out those advertiser discounts for yeah. all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Use our promo codes. Um, you can find all relevant links on doubleteamedpodcast.com and then also on any listening platform that of your choosing and YouTube. Um, and then yeah, at Double Team Podcast or at Katie and Nikki on IG and at Double Team Podcast on TikTok. TikTok. Wear condoms and don't bite off dicks. (laughs) (laughs) And fuck ghosts. (laughs) Fuck ghosts. And if you're an alien, hit me up. Slide into my DMs. Dude, I was watching a TikTok the other day about um, aliens coming in like 2024, 2025. Yeah, so just saying. They're coming. They are coming. (laughs) And and I think we should fuck them, even if they have like dicks that look like. (laughs) No. Forks. Oh, don't y'all do that. How is that? Like.